Guys, welcome back to Going Deep with Brit English. This is my second episode, and we have Elska Day, a kinesiologist. Thank you so much for spending the time here with me. Thank you for having me. And I love this house. Mm. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's my little sanctuary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, first question. Are you ready? Mm hmm. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't have a daddy. I never oh, really? called my dad dad. Oh, so really? I don't have okay. one. <laughs> that was a joke. But yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, um, kinesiology, mm -hmm. right? Every time I tell my friends I'm like going to a kinesiologist, they're always like, what, what is that? Mm. I don't really know what to say. So what is kinesiology in your opinion and how do you work with it? Okay, so we did an assignment actually the first semester and one of the things was to try and explain in your own words what it was. Mm. And I just use that because it flows really well. <laughs> so <Okay>. this is <laughs> predetermined. Um, so kinesiology is a holistic approach to healing that mm. believes the body has its own ability to heal itself. So we use muscle biofeedback, usually, as you would know, in brachioradialis, mm. to access the client's subconscious and find where the different imbalances are that are leading to ailments like disease, mental health, um, physical problems, and then what their body needs so mm. it can heal itself again. Wow. Yeah, it's very profound. It honestly continues to blow my mind. And, and how, how do you perceive or what do you think the subconscious mind really is? What do I think the subconscious yeah. mind is? I think it is an accumulation of conditioning and experiences that we've had over our life. Mm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're accessing the subconscious mind mm -hmm. with your clients, they have no idea what's really going on or like how you're accessing it or what's, what's really in there. I think depending on their level of awareness, mm. some people have a reasonable idea of, you know, maybe patterns of behavior or habits that they've mm. had from their childhood. But the good thing um, about kinesiology is that you don't consciously have to know what the problem is. Like mm. it can just be, you can lay there and literally fall asleep <laughs> half the time and you're still healing because right. your mind doesn't really need to understand mm. for the energy and for the things to shift. True. It's very true. cool. Uh, yeah, I, I do, lo I do love, um, love our sessions, to be honest. And mm. I, I always get the giggles for some reason. Yeah, I, I don't think, know what's happening. <laughs> well, people have different responses. Like yeah. I love our sessions because your way of releasing energy <laughs> is giggling and then yeah. we just end up in like little fits of laughter. Um, some people, like I have one client who literally just needs to pee all the time. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, she will just come in. She's like, I'm really sorry, I need to pee again. I'm like, okay. Um, or some people yawn. Yawning is also yeah. a way of the energy shifting. Um, for myself, I just get really tired. Mm. And I'm just, I'm just gonna have a little snooze now. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. I, that does happen to me too. Like when I go to your sessions, like I get there, I'm like, I need to pee. Mm, then halfway yeah. through, I'm like, I need to pee, but I, just, I don't. Like, I just yeah. wait till the end. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> Sometimes. I don't want to lay there and be uncomfortable. It's not that bad, but it's like, it's like whoa, is, is it like, are you excreting some kind of like energetic release or? Um, I think so. Like, yeah. uh, we're not specifically taught what that is, yeah. um, but I've heard a few lecturers mention that it's just letting go. Yeah. It's shifting things, it's letting mm. go. And your body has physiological responses to the emotional and energy work that you're doing, mm. right? It's just. True. A little bit more obvious sometimes, yeah, yeah. the physique. Um, how did you get into it? Like, how did it all take place and unfold for you to go into kinesiology? Um, I feel like it was just, it was on my path and the universe was like, this is what you're doing. Um, mm. So 
the first time I experienced kinesiology myself was, I think I was like maybe 17 or 18 and I was getting severe sleep paralysis. Wow. Like every night um, I would fall asleep and then I would wake up and I'd be looking over myself and there'd be demons or there'd be really evil witch creatures with long nails like grabbing oh, at like me. like long nails. Yeah, grabbing at me or yeah. doing really horrific things. And I would just scream at myself and scream at myself and I couldn't move and I would just be struggling um, for months. And I was just terrified to go to sleep and nothing yeah. was helping and I didn't know what to do. And my mom's like, you should go see a kinesiologist. And I was like, well, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I went and I was just like, you're just a little bit weird. I don't know. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> she said it to you or you said it to her? No, I thought, I thought oh, it about yeah. her. Because, you know, they do like the little foot tappy thing, like with the mouth and all that. And I was just oh, like. Oh, all this stuff. Yeah. yeah, I was like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, but it's the only thing that helped. Wow. So it fixed it, which was beautiful. And then maybe a few years ago, just before I started, I had another experience um with some spirits i guess some low vibrational spirits mm. and again like i just felt like nothing was helping like i felt like i had no like the edge of my aura was non-existent so like the spirits mm. would just come and go like there was like a break or something unwanted guests yeah. unwanted guests um and then i got a message from the college that i study at asking if i wanted to come to an open day where i got to be a client for one of the students mm. and i was like okay obviously this is happening for a reason yeah um, so I went, and again, it was the only thing that helped. And I was like, damn, alrighty, there's something mm. to this. <laughs> wow. I can't believe you had like sleep process like that, because I've had a very similar experience with exactly the same experience with the long nail oh, thing. Oh, terrific, hey. There was like this woman at the end of my bed, but I wasn't out of my body, I was in my body. Yeah. But like, um, my body was, I don't know how to explain it, like I was almost like actual traveling, like one centimeter above my body, like yeah. I couldn't move around. And there was like this little dark shadowy woman with these long nails like swiping at me. Mm. And I was just trying to like control my emotions as much as I could because I had a spiritual healer at the time. And I realized she couldn't hurt me because she was just pretending in oh. a way. Like it couldn't, it wouldn't actually touch me. Oh, lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> could, you, could you really feel like <laughs> yours? <laughs> oh my God. I had this one experience. I was staying at my friend Harry's house. Mm. And I think it was because I was really stressed at the time and it was a really bad environment. I'm not sure what was going on. Um, but I fell asleep and I don't really... I'm just going to say it because for the sake of saying it. Yeah. Um, but there was a male energy, like a really big witch, like um, kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh style, really? if you remember Yu-Gi-Oh, with yeah. really, really big nails, wow. um, like raping me, like sexually raping a me, a man. Oh. And he was scratching here and I woke up and there was scratches Holy shit. on my side. Um, and I woke up once and as soon as I woke up, the light turned on and then it turned off really quickly. And I was like, this is messed up. So I went back to sleep and the same thing happened again. Same experience, same feeling. I woke up again and the light turned on and it turned off again. And I was just like, I'm done. <laughs> like, Holy shit. It was terrifying. Holy crap. Like, yeah. I think I got off easy then. Yeah, a little bit. Wow, <laughs> but I mean, no comparison. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's really scary. Like. Um, <laughs> Wow. Kinesiology helped you with that. Yeah, it's helped with so many things. I'm mm. constantly blown away by it. Because like, I think we're so taught that you can't heal things and you just have to live with it and mm. blah, 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 when that's a lie. <laughs> true, true. So do you actually believe physical ailments, like someone got like a sore knee or like actual diseases are manifestations of emotional and spiritual problems? Yes, yeah. 100%. 100%. Mm. What um, more of a, I guess, a Western way of teaching it is that we're taught in um, college that it there's different stages of stress and mm. stress is like 
you have something emotional comes up and a lot of the time people are kind of like, oh no, it's fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then you push it down, push it down, push it down, push it down and finally your body or your soul is kind of like, no, pay attention to me. Mm. So it comes up as something physical and painful because you can't ignore it anymore. True. Mm. Wow, because my mum has really bad arthritis in her hands. Ah, and yeah. so did her grandmother and they had some pretty traumatic upbringings. And whenever I talked to my mum about her emotions or about her upbringing or about her family, she would just like shut off completely. Mm. Maybe it's depression. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to talk to her about her hands and holding on and letting go. Mm. She just won't have a bar of it. Like she would really? just laugh and be like, oh yeah, whatever, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, how do you really, have you ever had experience with breaking through to somebody who's been like that and how to get them over the line to believe in these concepts of, it's not just your genetics, it's not just unlucky, you can really heal it by your emotional well-being? Um, well, I've had a few clients who've been really closed off to the idea that it's an emotional thing. Like mm. I had one lady come for quite a long time for knee problems. Yeah. Um, and we'd do a session and she'd take two steps forward and then she'd go home and have mm. an argument with her partner and she'd take a step back. You know, and then she'd come each time and she'd be like, oh, mm. but it's still sore and it's still sore and it's still sore. And I just, I got to the point where I was either going to let her go as a client because it was just <laughs> too much for me. Um, yep. But I decided that I just needed to take a different approach. So instead of focusing and working during the sessions on the physical side of things, I said to her, I was like, why don't we take a break from doing the knee and we can work on something neurological. So, you know, where's mm. the stress in your life? Um, and a lot of anger came up. And once we started working with the neurological side of things, I remember we did um, probably like three or four sessions and then she came back and I was like, just out of curiosity, how's your knee going? And she was like, oh, it's fixed. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the thing cool. with people, right, is that they can't hear what they don't want to hear. Mm. So the best thing to do is either lead by example or try and plant seeds. Do not be direct. Mm. The more direct you are, the more they contract and pull back. Right. True, yeah, yeah. <laughs> little sneaky seed here, here and there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. And d or just say it from your point of view, you know. That's, I've done a lot of times with people where I'll be like, oh, I had this experience, and just share what you're going through because mm. then it's not like, here, fix yourself. True. <laughs> <laughs> fix yourself, bitch. Right. Get it sorted. <laughs> I love the attitude. Oh, um, that's funny. I remember the biggest session for me with you was when it was we're going through my insensitivity and grouchiness and... I really wanted to be a stand-up comedian and I thought I would use these skills. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> skills. I really liked that session. <laughs> and like, for whatever reason, like, I couldn't read the paper and like, my hands were shaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept like, laughing heaps and was like, wow, like, there's a lot of energy coming out of me right now. Mm. Um, and there was so much holding on within me that like, it was almost like I was split in two. One where I wanted to get rid of this and one's like, no, like, you need this. Like, mm. Well, that's the conscious <laughs> mind and the subconscious mind, yeah. right? That's why when we do the, um, the statements, I want to let go of this problem, I want to keep this problem. Yeah. A lot of the time with people, it's in conflict, right? Because mm. the subconscious mind's like, yeah, no, I don't really want to let go of this. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm safe in this, you know? But the conscious mind's like, no, I want to I wanna get through this. So mm. it's just, I guess, doing the work or shifting the energy in between so it makes it easier to yeah. integrate both of them, I guess. True. Mm. And um, <laughs> changing the subject, but what advice would you give to someone who's having sleep paralysis or spiritual experiences or like hearing voices or seeing things and they just think they're a little bit cuckoo? Like oh, been there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, same here. But, um, um, how did you get through it besides the kinesiology, like as far as like your own beliefs and your own thinking and feeling safe within yourself and around like sleep and that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's a whole thing, hey. Because um, I've had some 
really intense experiences. Like, I don't know if I've spoken to you about my DMT experience. Have I told you about that? No, but do you want to share it? Oh, dearie, because that's how this all started, right? Um, So maybe three years ago, I actually don't know when it was now, but I um, I had some questions and I wanted to meet God. (laughs) Mm. I was like, I want to know why I'm here. I want to know what my path is. Like, I need to know my path. Tell me everything. Right? (laughs) What is the secret to life? Um, And then I didn't know how to go about that, but I kept Mm. getting offered DMT, like literally like five times a week. Was it from Harry? No, I don't think it's no. Harry. <laughs> and his demon? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought you said at Harry's house he had the demon thing. Or the Harry? Wizard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I okay. see. Okay. I was like, who is Harry? How do you know Harry? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm psychic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I kept getting offered DMT and I'd see the words DMT everywhere. Mm. And I was like, okay, like, let's do it then. Let's yeah. go. Um, and I had like just a little bit, like it wasn't even that much. And I remember as soon as I exhaled, like I literally, my body was just like gone, like not good, gone. I was just like, this is not, like I was not present whatsoever. And I felt like, you know, that feeling um, that you were speaking about that came over you, Mm. similar kind of thing to that. And I was like, okay. And I looked out into the trees, it was dark. And I saw this energy come towards me, like a chakra system, I guess, kind of like balls of light coming towards me. Out of the tree? Yeah. Oh, well. Coming, coming, I don't know. I don't think it was out of the tree. I think it's just like... Hey, in, in Indonesia, there's like the weird entities that live in the trees and they'll like oh. yell your name and stuff like... Oh, interesting. That's weird. Yeah. We'll go there now, later on. Okay. <laughs> um, but something in me was like, oh, this is spirit. This, mm. is, this is God. This is what I was asking yeah. for kind of thing. So I dropped to my knees and started praying. Yeah. And as soon as I started praying, I completely just left my body. Oh, wow. And I, I remember my body just collapsed to the ground and my spirit left my body and went into like another another dimension. I'm not too sure. Um, I've mm. s- tried to understand what it is, but I don't know. But it was like, um, it's like space, vast openness. And then there was different um, entities, different beings and like temples, like really um, ancient temples. temples. And they took me into a temple and I went into the temple. And they showed me like the creation of the earth, like the Big Bang Theory, to the end of the earth within a few seconds. And the earth like blew up and I was like, whoa, okay. It blew up? Yeah, it blew up. It was gone. Everything's over. Um, And then I also experienced kind of being like a channel between dimensions or something. I don't know, all this energy rushing through me. And I was really kind of freaked out. I was like, this is just too much for me. Like, I want to go back to my body. (laughs) I want to go home. (laughs) Take your heels together. Help me. Oh, that would... (laughs) I mean, I wasn't even like in control of my body at that time. Um, And then I called to my friend. I was like, Ellie, please come hold me. Because I wanted something physical that I could kind of um, tether myself to. Mm. And she came and held me. And as I started breathing with her and connecting with her, she turned into the earth. And I was like breathing with the earth and it was really beautiful. Um, wow. But anyway, after that week, I felt called to stop smoking marijuana. So I stopped smoking. I was smoking marijuana every day for about four years. Mm. And then I stopped smoking that day and I started fasting for about 12 hours a day just because I felt called to. Yeah. Um, a week after that, the Friday, I got home from work and I was like, I just want to get high. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to chill out, like I'm just going to have a cone and go to sleep. Um, And as soon as I had the cone, my whole body started tingling. 
and I was like, this isn't right. And mm. I look, went and looked in the mirror in the bathroom and this pupil got really, really small mm. and this one got like the same size as my eye. Oh, wow. And I was looking in the mirror, I was like, I'm, I'm gone. This is my <laughs> life, I'm yeah. over. I'm gonna be in a mental institution. Mm. Like, what have I done? Um, I started freaking out. I was like, okay, no, no, go to sleep. You'll wake up, it'll be fine. Don't <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> You know, you take drugs, you sleep, you wake up, yeah, you're normal. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been there. <laughs> um, so I went into my room and I gathered all of my crystals. I was like, <laughs> laid them down my body. <laughs> Save me. <laughs> yeah, literally. I was freaking out. <laughs> it was her- horrifying. Yeah. Um, so I was laying in my body. Um, no, I was <laughs> laying in my body. Yeah. <laughs> laying in my bed, and then my whole body started to seizure uncontrollably oh, wow. for a few hours. And as it was seizuring, um, I had my eyes closed. And again, I kind of left my body, but it wasn't as extreme last time. It was, yeah. I re-experienced the DMT trip, but it was like dark. It was like, mm. you know, I don't know if you've tried DMT, yeah, but it's really, it's really bright and it's vivid and it's mm. like colors and all that. But it was like, yeah, it was really dark and low vibrational, I guess. Um, and again, I was like, oh my God, I have to go through this crap again. I started mm. freaking out, like I've left, left my body. And then I hear this masculine voice in my head. And the mm. voice is like, Elska, listen to my voice. Just follow my voice. And I was like, what the fuck <laughs> am I experiencing? Um, and as long as I paid attention to, him, to his voice, I slowly made my way back into my body. Mm. And I was like laying there and he was just, um, I guess, telling me all these lies, this story of the world's gonna end. You are the savior of the earth. You have to lead the new earth. You just have to do what we say. And I was like, mm-hmm. whatever you say, just let me fall asleep right yeah. now. <laughs> like, I agree, like. Right? And I remember the last thing um, <clears throat> I remember visualizing or experiencing was I was in the middle of like a, um, an oval, I guess, like a big open space. And I was mm. directly in the center. And this man was here, this masculine energy was here. And then there was like a, a whole sea of demons, a whole sea of um, monsters kind wow. of attacking me. Wow. And I was kind of just like flicking them away. Like, now, nah, come on, you're just, you're, you're annoying me now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I slowly fell asleep and then there was like a butterfly. That's the last thing I remember. I fell asleep and I woke up the next day and there was six or seven different voices in my head that wasn't me. Wow. So I would say, hello. And then it would be like, hello, child, or hello, little one, in like a masculine voice. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was terrifying. Um, and again, they were lying to me. They were saying all these things, the world's going to end, you have to lead the new earth, blah, 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 blah. And as long as I listened to them, mm. they were happy. They were wow. fine. And then one day I was like, my life's not meant to be like this. Yeah. This is not normal. I felt really drained, like they were draining my energy. So I went to my mom and I was like... Help me. <laughs> Please do something to help me. <laughs> you told this for the first time. How did your mum react to this story? Uh, fine. Fine? Yeah, wasn't yeah. freaked out? My mum would be like, what? No. Well, <laughs> Call the church. That's why I'm so lucky, right? Yeah. That my mum's been a spiritual healer, or in quotation marks, yeah. um, doing work with spirits and all that kind of thing for 30 years. Oh, wow. So I was so blessed to have her in that space. So she did an energy clearing on my chakras. Mm. And she said that there was 11 different entities who had attached themselves to me. One was a priest. Hence, it was like, hello, child. And then there was like some monsters and some other demonic things and all that. She just said a monster. Um, So she cleared all my energy as much as she could. But I was still hearing voices. There was probably like two or three voices in my head. Like the priest was one of them. He was. It was 
Ugh. Yeah, it doesn't increase anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, Can you give me one second? I quickly just change these batteries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I came prepared. Priests creep me out. Mm-hmm. I can't even watch horror movies anymore. No. I just can't do it. Like they just infect my mind. Like exactly. I, I watch Paranormal Activity. No. Um, back when I was like 21, I was getting sleep paralysis and stuff like that. But like, I would go to the kitchen. Um, late at night and I would be freaking out exactly there's no point putting yourself like, through that I literally like, I, I turn all the lights on like every light in the house and I go to the kitchen and, and I'm expecting the kitchen to remember in Paranormal Activity the kitchen just explodes and like, yeah. all the doors open like yeah. I keep revisioning that and I feel so much fear and I'm pretty sure that was a main reason why I would have like sleep paralysis because I'd go to sleep with all that fear what's the fear? And my channel would open and I would I, sometimes I would see like a pentagram on the roof in fire oh, I'd wow. hear someone, someone laughing and i see a face come closer and closer because I'm like dad Help me! <laughs> but no, nothing would come out. But then, then when I woke up, I was like, "Fuck!" I'm so glad I didn't yell because I'd be so embarrassed. Like, why would you be embarrassed? I don't know. That's I'm, I'm like a 19-year-old man, like so, yelling. Yeah. So no, but anyway, but that, that's after how I felt. that experience, I slept in the same bed as my mom for really? like three months because I was you terrified. Need to, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, but the priest was still hanging on. Who mm, was still hanging on? Still saying the same thing. And Sui, my mom, said to me, "I've done what I can. You have to deal with the rest." Oh. And I was like, alrighty, where do I start with this? So I started saying to them, no, I don't believe you. No, this is my mind. I'm in control. Mm. Um, you have no power here, like all that kind of thing. And as soon as I started doing that, they turned really evil and were just like, oh, well, you should just go kill yourself now because there's nothing you can do about this. This is wow. your life. Um, so I, I was having that battle with the beings or whatever they were for about three months just wow. fighting them in my mind of I'm in control you have no power here and I'd spend probably about three or four hours a day out in the bush by myself wow. doing affirmations I'm in control you have no power here um, I only accept divine love and light that mm. kind of thing um, so you're like purifying your mind and like building walls yeah well I was affirming my power and affirming mm control right because the yeah. thing with these beings these things and in a sense like beings could be metaphysical or metaphorical for a mental health thing as well mm. right is i think um what i was trying to get to with your the question is yeah. that the way to um deal with these things yourself is to know that you have the power you are in complete control and love and light always win so if you have the understanding of if I constantly do this for an extended period of time, if I constantly say I am happy, healthy and complete, mm. uh, you know, that kind of thing over yeah. and over and over again, your mind will catch on. True. And it takes time. It does. It's a whole process. Um, but that's, that's how I dealt with that situation. Mm. And that's now, I guess, why I have such an understanding of mental health and why yeah. I have such an understanding of the power of the mind, you know. Mm. Because I think a lot of people in that situation would have just gone to a mental institution or killed themselves. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, I, I had a friend. You shouldn't laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you got to laugh at these things sometimes. <coughs> but I, I had a friend who was smoking a lot of weed, going through a really rough divorce. His wife, or at the time, was very dark and like she would cause a lot of drama. I think she was possessed, to be honest, okay. how dark she was. Like yeah, she had yeah. bad vibes. What well, could just be like an entity like you experienced? Yeah, well, right? 100%. Mm. But um, he ended up moving in with me and... Um, he wouldn't sleep in his room and he wouldn't sleep without the TV on all night. And mm. I asked him like, bro, what's, what's going on here? You know, because I, I experienced sleep paralysis and I had a feeling that he was being, having these experiences and he just yeah. wouldn't, he wouldn't tell me that eventually he opened up and said, hey, look, 
I was in Malaysia. I actually saw a dark spirit standing over me. Mm. My friend saw the same thing, and now I'm seeing it again in this house. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. But um, so I started like meditating on it and doing that, trying to help him quite a lot and helping him, giving him some books and like meditation techniques and really going to my dad as well, asking for a clearing of the house. Mm. But I ended up seeing that same spirit at the end of my bed with her hair hanging over me like, like the garage and yeah. she was trying to scare me like swing her hands and then I, I started to just to breathe and focus because my healer was like hey you better stay in a state of love don't slip into their emotional vortex they pull you into because they're going to feed off of that negative energy that you're feeding them yeah. and I would do this a lot and a lot and a lot and I, I would pray and call in and try to talk to that that little that spirit or whatever it mm. was but I remember at one point I was praying for her and telling her to move forward go into the light telling her about God, telling her about the afterlife and all this sort of stuff. And eventually I would wake up. And as I wake up, I hear like a ringing in my ears where I believe spirit was helping me or my guides were coming in. And I didn't see her again until two weeks later she came by my bed again. Mm. And I could see and sense a different energy with her and a lot of light. And she put her hands together like this and bowed oh, at me. Wow. And then just vanished. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, see, love and light always wins. Mm. Honestly, that's the thing. It's just reminding yourself of that because it can yeah. be terrifying. Like when fear kicks in, mm. yeah, it's like a whole spiral of <laughs> doom. Yeah, uh, yeah fear is a horrible one. Hey, like I've many had many times where I had sleep paralysis, where I would have like um, some kind of being in my bed, like touching me, mm. you know, or like trying to like get in my mouth or get in like my anus or something like that. Weird <laughs> shit, like, and I would just freak out and I like, try to hit it or yell or scream this and that. But when I was doing the technique of just breathing, yeah. staying in a, a position of love, and even Terence McKenna's like, sing, you oh, know? Oh, interesting. So, high it, vibration. High vibration, right? yeah. So when it happened, there's one that time. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I'm going to use that next time. <laughs> I started singing Crocodile Rock by Elton John. <laughs> like, I don't know that one. <laughs> you ever heard Elton John Crocodile Rock? I don't know. Do you want to give me a demo? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I started seeing it and I was like, wow, Brett, you're a nutcase. And I started laughing to myself and I was just like in this weird spot of like, have I lost it? <laughs> and then like this entity just literally vanished. Because the laughing is such high vibration, yeah. right? That's awesome. Like, yeah. But I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, mm. you go down this rabbit hole, but how this started it for me, I was in a nightclub and one of my friends sold me a uh, double-pressed Batman, a blue one. Okay. And me and my mm. friends took it. And me and one of my best friends, we just started tripping out like really bad. And, um, the blue was acid, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was some kind of weird acid that wasn't really good acid. Yeah, it, was, it, was, yeah. it was cooked. Yeah. But I remember walking into the nightclub and I was like uncontrollably laughing. And then every, all of a sudden I lose all my vision and I couldn't see anything. And wow. then I couldn't hear anything and I'd hear a ringing in my ears and then like, I could start seeing the DJ, the dance floor, and it comes back doo -doo 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 -doo, and it collapses again. And I was like, whoa. And I was like, what the hell is going uh. on? Yeah. Uh. Everything was like blue and purple and like vibrating and like I was starting to freak out, but I couldn't stop laughing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, all I was doing was meditating and holding this feeling. I heard a voice in my head and it was like, Brett. I was like, what the hell is this? Is this mm -hmm. my thoughts? Because it wasn't like tonality. It was just like a thought form. And it was like, look at this person here and analyze him very, very carefully. And mm -hmm. I was like, I looked at this guy. He had a drink in his hand. He was standing there. And I was like, yeah, well, I was like negatively um, associating like different things with him. I'm like, look, he's got a lot of issues. He comes here in all of his spare time. He... Um, <laughs> He's already stuck in the matrix in his own thoughts. He has no idea who he is, where he's going. He's, he's lost. That's why he comes to these, these places in all of his spare time. And then the guy was like, yeah, that's you. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. I'm like, <laughs> who like, is that? I was like, ooh, damn, okay, that, that, that hurt. Because we observe yeah. as a mirror, right? But then he's, then he's like, go outside. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go outside. I go outside, look up at the stars, and he's telling me all the stars. And he's like, 
your inner world reflects your outer world. Looking mm. up at the stars, they're like your neurons. Mm. And you can expand your mind, you can think as the universe if you can extend your mind out. And it would give me all this really good advice. I'm like, wow, this is actually really cool. But at the same time, I'm like, but I've lost it, you know? Like, so <laughs> I was um, sitting outside with my friends and my friend would come and we'd all just start laughing again, but I'd have these really profound thoughts of this voice talking to me. And then um, I was, had this feeling like I've actually gone insane. Like I have to go into Greylands. And like, I was actually preparing to call my dad. I'm like, hey dad, I'm not coming home. I'm <laughs> going into an institution. <laughs> But like something said, don't He's do that, you know? But um, literally 10 hours, I was in this space of this feeling I had inside me was like, I'm insane, but my thoughts were actually doing okay. Because mm. it was actually, wasn't anything negative, it was actually yeah. quite profound. But the scary experience of my life, because you didn't expect it to happen from, I thought I was going to have MDMA, no. it's going to be a good night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, these stories are quite interesting. Mm, but that's the thing with drugs, right? Yeah. Is it drugs, as my mum likes to explain it, is that we have a bubble, I guess, around our brain. Mm. like a, a, a shield or an aura or whatever, I don't know. And when you take these drugs, it creates holes. And in that, different energies, different entities can come in. Mm. That's why we hear voices. True. Mm. Mm. And the only way to plug these holes you is can't. to... No? No. You can't plug Once them. Once you break it. Mm. You, that's a bit negative. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so when you had these voices in your head, did you have actually just thought forms or was there a tonality? Point of voice, you could, yeah. you could pick apart them all. Yeah. Okay, so you're very much clear audience. Like that's um, even now. Can you have like, do you have your spirit guides speaking to you in quite? Yeah, clear it's understand? it's not the same experience. So that experience, it was a man's voice, like mm. men speaking to me, like a masculine yeah. voice, and it was very at the front. You know, so it was it was loud. It was yeah. obvious. Now, I hear whispers. I guess in my own voice. Okay. But it's not my thought, if that yeah. makes sense. It so makes I'll, perfect sense. Yeah, I'll ask a question um, and I'll get different things that come through and mm. I have to be very discerning with what vibration that is coming through. Because yeah. like I was saying, once you open that barrier, it, not just love is gonna come through, you know, other things are gonna come through too. So I make mm. sure that I affirm, I only accept accept divine love and light um, and then sometimes I'll ask a question and two voices will come through and then I'll affirm that and then I'll ask it again and only one will come through so mm. I will only accept like high vibrational um, guidance um, but yeah, yeah it's discernment right do you have any practices that help you stay protected from entities or negative influences so many <laughs> yeah. what's, what's like your go-to like first thing in the morning or when you're in a bad situation or you go going to bed you just want to make sure your bubbles nice and water Water? Water. Yeah. Um, I try after every client that I have to mm. go down and wash my hands. Okay. And to please um, cleanse and clear my energy systems, my physical body, let go of anything that is not love, that is not light, and that does not have my highest good. Mm. And then I've literally had experiences um, where I've, after a session, I felt really grouchy and just angry and frustrated. And I'm just like, I just fucking over it. Meh, meh, meh. Yeah. And I'll go down, I'll wash my hands and it'll feel like this cloud has been lifted off me and I'll wow. feel great again. Mm. Like it's just instant. I'm just like, yeah, okay, cool, let's go. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. So just washing your hands and just affirming. Affirming. No, like, no like visualizations or anything um, fancy Well, I like do that. Uh, shields, like I yep. do energetic shields, but I, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just, I, I think for myself, I'm only starting to understand how 
um, my energy works in that space. Because mm. before, when I was doing visualizations of like shields and protections and that, I'd do it with my eyes closed. And since that experience with the DMT, I can't visualize anything in my mind. So I used to be able to, but mm. now it's kind of like I'm in space. It's just like vast open blackness. Wow. So I get really lost and confused and I'm trying to visualize something, but it doesn't feel like it's really working, that kind of thing. So I think for me, that hasn't been the best thing. Yeah. I'm learning at the moment now, I've been starting to do open eye meditation, like mm. what you recommended. I <laughs> yeah. love you, you're amazing. Works, and it's yeah. a game changer. Mm. an absolute game changer like I feel strong I feel powerful I feel connected and it just happens instantaneously yeah the other thing um, I like to do for clairvoyance because I love I love clairvoyance like you got to close my eyes and actually see things I have things come through mm. and I have different kinds of clairvoyance where I can see like an object that's like a vague in the back of my mind but I can also see something that's very very projected in the front of my mind mm, okay. so do open eye meditation find an item in the room maybe something simple and then close your eyes and then try and see that very same object. And as, whenever oh. you have it in your mind, hold it there. But when you, um, when you lose it, open your eyes again, get all the details you can, and close your eyes and do it again and keep doing it until you build that screen, build that screen. Okay. You can even that. visualize a screen at the front and put the image on the screen. Yeah. So you gotta build the theater and then the image <laughs> up on top. And it takes ages, but after a while you get so much detail, it's, it's amazing. Interesting, I'll give that And a you really like art, right? I love art, yeah. So like, imagine um, you're going somewhere, you see an item, like a chair or whatever, study the chair, all the immaculate details of it, get it in your mind's eye, and then put the chair away, and then just try and draw it with every precise detail. I'm not detail. very good at that. No? no. Okay. <laughs> if I'm looking at something, I can draw it perfectly. Yeah. But the imagining side of things, not so much. You feel like DMT just sort of blasted that faculty it's away? It's opened some mm. stuff up. Like, it used to be like a screen. Wow. It used to be able to, be able to visualize everything. I would have amazing experiences with meditation. Um, but it's interesting, I met a guy the other day at the, um, the markets actually, and yeah. I've seen him a few times, and we would just kind of look at each other, and I was like, there's something there for me, I don't know what it is. Mm. Um, and we actually spoke for the first time the other day, and we were talking about um, meditation, I was talking about the open eye meditation, yeah. and my experience when I closed my eyes of it being vast openness, and he laughed at me, and I was like, why are you laughing at me? <laughs> was he a spiritual um, guy or was he just like... Yeah, he's okay. very spiritual, yeah, yeah. And um, he said that that's what he used to experience when he was younger. And mm. I was like, oh, that's interesting because I've never met anyone who's had, like, who experiences that. Mm. Um, and he went and studied with some monks, apparently, when he was, like, in his mid-twenties, like, lived with them and all that kind of thing. And he started experiencing the same thing again where he'd close his eyes and he'd be in space and it'd be vast openness and he'd feel lost and dizzy. Um, and he was like, well, this isn't good. You know, I'm going to be meditating all the time. Like, I need to kind of mm. learn how to work with this or understand what's going on. So yeah. he went to, like, the, the lead monk or whatever you call them. <laughs> Is this in Perth? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay, fair I'm enough. not sure. Yeah. Um, so he went and asked him, like, can you help me? What's, uh, what's going on? And, again, the monk laughed at him. And he's like, why are you laughing <laughs> at me? And then he pointed around the room and he was, like, pointing at this guy, like, five years, this guy, ten years, this guy, like, two years. Mm. Um, and Chad, the guy who I was um, having a conversation with, was just like, what are, you, what are you doing? And he's just like, this is how long these men have been here trying to achieve what you've just explained to me. Oh, really? Yeah. How long have they been there for? Sorry, I missed that. Years, part. like five years, years, ten years, two years. Because uh, apparently like the concept is you're trying to meditate for a practice or for a period of time to achieve, um, what's it called? S 
Sabanis? I can't remember. Nirvana? The same word, different context. Or not context, but different different word. But it's stillness. Yeah. Right? It's vast openness. It's I don't have thought, I guess, without wanting to have thought. It's just peace, bliss, open. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that was the first time in that moment where I felt, I was like, oh my God, I feel so seen, you mm. know, this isn't a problem. This is just something to work with, you know, yeah. it's just a different experience. It just is. Yeah. It just is, just exactly. Is, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Now, um, in a few of your sessions, I've noticed you have, um, you're very good with different voices. Can you do any accents? <laughs> <laughs> Am I good with voices? <laughs> I think so. That's funny. I was actually reading my affirmations this morning. Yep. And I picked up kind of like an English accent coming through. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, where's this come from? <laughs> but no, I can't actually. You can't? Not consciously do accents. No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about a British accent coming out. Um, what is your favorite party trick? Oh, my favorite party trick that I have to do or that someone else that, can that, do? That you do. <laughs> do you have a party trick? Ah, oh dearie, not really. I've never been asked. I don't know. <laughs> okay. What's your favourite party trick? <laughs> I actually don't have one. I was hoping you would. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I can't help. Okay. Now, what is the best gift you've ever been given? Oh. Mm. The best gift? I think something my brother said to me. Mm. We, like I love him. We don't have the most deep relationship i guess but i think it was a few years ago um he said to me when you smile something amazing happens oh and i think that's the best gift that i've ever had like it just it sticks in my mind a compliment yeah Mm. i'm not too fussed with physical things like i used to be but that's what comes to mind when i think about that like it's made me feel so good within myself Mm. so i think Beautiful. Okay. Expanding on that, what would be the best gift a man could give to a woman? Oh. Mm. Well, that's very subjective to the situation and to the individual. Maybe just in your opinion. Presence. Presence. Mm. Mm. So simple. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's what the masculine is, right? Mm. It's meant to be strong, protective presence, like being Mm. present. You're meant to, like, have you heard of David Data? No. no, okay, so he speaks a lot about, um, I guess, masculine energy with spirituality, but in self-development and people struggling with um, like life purpose, because purpose mm. is a big thing for the masculine. Um, but what he speaks about is that the divine masculine in his power should be able to, in theory, put his sword, staff, whatever you want to call it, stand yes. there in his power and allow the feminine, feminine to express and experience whatever she needs to express and experience and he should not waver from that. Mm. Wow. Mm. What's his name again? David Cater? David Data. David I can send Data. you some things. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really cool. Absolutely. But speaking on purpose, um, what advice would you give or experiences you've had in finding your purpose or finding more meaning in your life? Mm, interesting. I've been playing with this a little bit lately. Um, what I really notice with a lot of clients is that they're looking for external purpose. And it's, it's, it's beautiful to know what you want to do in the world and your place in the world. But I fully believe that as a soul on a spiritual path, on a awareness path, our purpose is to come here and heal and come back to love. So the experiences that we've had that we've chosen to just 
have awareness mm. and heal that within ourselves. That is our sole purpose, I think. Yeah, and within finding an external purpose, it is usually a byproduct of doing the internal work. Like, so for myself, I mm. went on my self-development path to begin with. It was self-development and then it went into spiritual practice, uh, which is usually the way it goes. Mm. Um, once I had hit a place of healing within myself of like, okay, I've done X amount of work or whatever it was, yeah. my purpose just came to me. I didn't have to find it. Mm. And um, manifestation. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you share with us some tips that you've done with manifestation and things that drawing things into your life? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. quite structured with my manifestation. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Please enlighten me. Um, so the biggest one is just what you're saying to yourself, how you're speaking. Is It's where I would start for people. It's the simplest mm. thing to do um, of speaking of how you want things to be. I came across a guy um, online who was talking about prayer mm. um, and which I use prayer a lot like throughout my day. And the practice of praying has been really construed over the years because a lot of the time in the Bible and all that stuff, people are asking for what they want from a place of lack where they're going, oh God, please send me this. I need this. Please help me. Um, but that's not how the laws of the universe work. Yeah. So the laws of the universe is, uh, there's some Bible quote, I can't remember what it is, um, from those that have more shall be given, from those that do not have or will be taken, will be taken away. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty much what they're saying, right? Is that mm. if you're asking from a place of lack of not having something, you're going to get more lack. True. So instead of asking for something, how I pray is I go, dear universe, thank you for this beautiful home. I'm so happy and grateful that you have brought this place to me. I feel so safe. I feel so mm. comfortable. Um, it makes me feel fantastic. Thank you. I'm so happy. You know, that kind yeah. of thing just over and over again. And vibration is probably the biggest one so it's like speaking of having already achieved it and put yourself in a good mood mm -hmm. put yourself in a good mood just yeah. you know feeling good yeah yeah that state <laughs> that's amazing yeah and then from there writing is very powerful mm. so i spend about half an hour most nights writing out my prayers writing out what i want oh, wow. yeah do you have a journal where you write down random insights that come to you yeah I do. Could be um, read a random page. Oh, do you want to do that? We can do that. Can we do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which one is it? That's the one, the on, one top? on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. <laughs> do you want to open it or do you want me to open oh, it? Um, I have a feeling you should open okay. it. Just a random page. <sighs> There's some personal stuff in here. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a test of so much character and truth. <clears throat> what do the people need to hear? Mm. Maybe not. Oh. Wait. <laughs> If it's too personal, you can like pick something else. Which one? Hold on. Okay. Number one or number two? Number one. Oh, God. Actually, number two. <laughs> number one. Okay. <laughs> so, I guess I never really acknowledged how angry I am or was, how much grief and pain I was still holding in my body. It feels good to be able to let go. In saying that, I feel like I'm back in this place of frustration. That's why it's complicated. Like, how mm. is that fair to him? I feel trapped on this path that I can't move forward, backwards or sideways. I guess all I can do is trust my heart, trust how I feel and surrender to the divine, to the process. Trust and have faith. The same things have been coming through for years, but I don't know what else to do. Wow. That's yes. beautiful. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the universe was kind of just being like, 
are you going to settle? You know, mm. they do that. Wow, yeah, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> mm. Okay, here we go. You're having a dinner party. You get to invite four guests, dead or alive, anyone at all. Um, I would invite, does it have to be a person? <laughs> Elephant? <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll I'm going to just be completely honest here. Yeah. I would invite Jesus. Mm. I would invite Jax. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would invite Mary Magdalene. Oh, beautiful. And... Huh. And God and spirit. What and God? Spirit? Yeah. No, not another person, sorry. <laughs> and you. Me? <laughs> yeah. Okay, beautiful. You can come to the dinner. <laughs> amazing. Well, if Jesus is there and Jax is there, then I yeah, will definitely you be just there. That would be that. amazing. <laughs> okay. Well, tell us about your pointing game and feminine manifestation. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, where do I start with this? Okay, so what's been really prevalent at the moment in my awareness and in videos and things that I watch on YouTube is that the energy in the world is shifting. So for a long time, it's been very masculine, very do, very achieve, very go out. Mm. Um, yeah. And what's happening is that the earth is shifting. The vibration is shifting from masculine to feminine. Mm. And within that shift, us as individuals also have to shift in our way of doing things and our way of achieving things. Yeah. So instead of being like, this is what I want, I'm going to go out and get it. It's being more feminine with that. And the feminine is about receiving and being still having fun, being joyful, but attracting things to you. Mm. So what I do is I found this game from Abraham Hicks and he was like, it's called the pointing game. Mm. So what I do is I just go around and I point at things <laughs> that I want. You point at Jax? <laughs> yeah, I point at him a lot of times. Oh, <laughs> it's like a to and a fro with energy. Um, mm. Yeah, I point at things that I want and I put myself in a place to receive it. So I put myself in a really high vibrational place. I make sure I feel really good. I'm in my heart. I'm loving. And then I forget about it. Mm. And then it just shows up. It's beautiful. Wow. It just shows up. It just shows up. Wow, wow, wow. I'm actually really intrigued about this love story going on. How did you, how did you, how did you and Jax cross path? Um, he found my Instagram account maybe seven years ago. Right, jumped in the DMs. Jumped in the DMs. Slid in the DMs. Yeah, yeah. In the message request folder. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, But he's the reason I, s I found spirituality. He was part of my spiritual awakening. Wow. Mm. Wow. It's been a very powerful experience. That's beautiful, sure. hey? Yeah. So how he triggered your awakening just, just from chatting you know, about certain topics? Uh, he broke my heart. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. one way to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way to go. But like, path of um, suffering, as the Buddha would say. Yeah, part of suffering and also um, one of my favorite teachers, David Crone, says a broken heart is an open heart. David Crone or Peter Crone? Peter Crone. Peter Crone, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I'm getting the names all mixed up now. Um, so in a lot of the time, people have to experience breaking something, mm. being at like the depth of something for it to shift, right? Yeah. Wow. Mm, yeah. And we didn't touch on, on the last meal on the last day. The last meal? Yeah. Oh, okay. The last meal. What meal would I have? Bloody hell. I love Japanese. Mm. Might have to have some Japanese. Beautiful. But I also love fruit. 
fruit is good. Mm. I mean, you can have both. Yeah, right, but, oh, look at you spoiling me. <laughs> um, so look here. If you could actually make one law, universal law mm -hmm. in this world, what would it be? Or one problem that you would fix with the wave of a oh, wand. Oh, okay. One problem. That everyone has to come from love within their decisions. Wow. How are you going to manage that? <laughs> <laughs> Universal law. Change now. Thank okay, you. Okay, beautiful. So we have no free will. <laughs> you have free you will. Your intention and vibration behind it has to be loving. Okay. I believe that free will, we only have two choices, which is... Interesting. We have love and progress or we have procrastination and degress yeah that's the only two things we can actually do yeah does that make sense i i understand yeah. what you're saying yeah and everything else is just like distortions of that okay you know so and so what's your idea of um like a soul path soul journey like do you think things are predetermined or do you think it is just free will i, I think things are predetermined there's, there's no coincidences but we can waste a lot of time on that path the growth um damn it i thought i was gonna say but I, I believe the more knowledge that we have and the greater love that we hold, the less free will that we have. Because mm. the path becomes so clear ah, that I we like have less that. and less and less. And yep. if we digress against our own knowledge, then it's a, it's a, it's a harder sin mm. and a more, it's obviously a more, puni not a, a more, not punishment, not the right word, but like Lesson, it's a right. bigger sacrifice that you're going to make because yes. it's going to really tear down the work that you've made. I would completely agree yeah. with you. That's My words awesome. aren't working very well today. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Um, I have one final question. Mm. This one's around sensuality and pleasure. Mm -hmm. And why does it, people have so much shame and guilt around it? And where does that come from? And how do we get through that? Wow, that's a deep question. <laughs> it is. Um, well, I've, I've been on a long journey with my sexuality, sensuality. Mm. Um, I think from my own experience, how you get through the shame around it is again understanding the intentions understanding where things are coming from you know for a long time i was quite promiscuous you know throughout mm. younger years i'd just go sleep around i'd sleep with guys because they wanted to sleep with me you mm. know and even though i wasn't conscious of it there was a lot of shame because my intention underneath that was to get external validation that i was mm. not giving myself True. you know and then through um even through the celibacy, I was celibate for almost four years all up. Wow. And in that, there was shame as well because I was shaming myself for past experiences. I was mm. shaming myself for not being sexual. I was shaming myself for not being open. Mm. So the intention as well, not amazing. I'm yeah. at a place now where I feel more balanced and healthy with it of understanding where I stand with sex, where mm. I s stand with sensuality. and. Yeah that connection, I guess. So it's just being honest with yourself, you know. Mm. Society doesn't help. I don't think we've ever had a healthy balance of sexuality or sensuality. Mm. In society, it went from the one, the really prude, you should never show anything, no, 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 yeah. to now where it's like every second girl's on OnlyFans doing porn, for God's sake. Yeah. Good yeah. money in that game. Rebalancing, yeah, apparently, yeah. I wouldn't know. <laughs> do you know, do you, Brett? I've, I've done some research on it. Yeah. Oh, uh, I've heard like people talk about people having OnlyFans with the guys and girls, and mm. the money they make is just like, wow. Like, really? Yeah. Like, what kind of thing are we talking? Well, we're talking like this, there was a, a guy who had OnlyFans, he was a former stripper, mm -hmm. and he was making, what, three grand a week? Wow. You know, and that's, he's just the average man in the, in the pool. Like, imagine the people who are a little bit higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically. It's tempting. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, yeah, but I think that's a, that's a wrap. It's a wrap, it's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you yeah. so much for having me. That was me. amazing, no worries. Yeah. Such a pleasure. <laughs>
meditation, do my breath work, go to the gym, you know, I, I know how to structure things. Yeah. Discipline is my forte. Not doing anything, trusting, surrendering uh, makes me uncomfortable. I'm no, it makes me comfortable. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so with, with discipline, that's always been your thing. You've been quite masculine in your doing and structuring and like your routine. Yeah, well, I realized from a very young age, I think I was about eight years old, um, and all my friends around me were talking about cheese. And how much they love cheese. Cheese. I fucking hated cheese. <laughs> I, I fucking don't like cheese either. Except like, for on pizza though. I, yeah, I don't know right. What it is. Yeah. Even on pizza, I wouldn't eat it on pizza. Really? Yeah, I was okay. like, this uh, why? Horrible, disgusting. But I wanted to like it because everyone else liked it, you yeah. know. So I decided one day that I was just going to teach myself to like cheese. Wow. So I just started eating it. And I started mm. saying to myself, I love cheese. Cheese is amazing. I love cheese. Cheese is amazing. And then after like maybe six months, I ate cheese and I enjoyed it. Wow. Yeah. So since then, I've understood that I can tell myself to do something and teach myself to like something or do something from mm. like eight. So my whole life, I've been conditioning myself and disciplining myself to be a certain way. So it's just what I do. It's like second nature to me, wow. discipline. Yeah. Wait, so what's your routine now when it comes to like managing your life and keeping yourself aligned? I have a great routine at the moment. Yeah? Can you share it? <clears throat> yeah. So I get up at six o'clock in the morning. I do meditation for about 40 minutes. Yeah. I do a body meditation, which has been healing my psoriasis, which is amazing. You got psoriasis? Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. so do I. Do you? If I have any kind Liver. of like soap that comes on my hands, it just... Liver. Like, yeah. Too many drugs and alcohol. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like in the past or like at present? Oh, in the past. Okay. Yeah, because right. it accumulates, right? Wow. Um, so but I can just talk you through my meditation. And oh, yeah, of course. It heals yeah, itself. Yeah. Um, but I'll, first, I'll just do the structure. So, yeah, I wake up. I meditate for about 45, 50 minutes. And then I will go and drink my ginger and aloe vera. Mm. Brush my teeth, do tongue scraping. Mm. And then I will go to the gym. I'll come back. I'll do some stretches, some yoga. And then I do a dry brushing, have a hot shower, wow. do my day. And then at night, I do a hot oil massage for myself wow yeah well that's, that's a lot of self-care yeah a lot of skincare as well like the dry brushing and the, the oil and stuff that's yeah, awesome yeah well it's um to calm the nervous system right mm. which i've really noticed and even like the first time i did it i was i would touch my knees and i'd get this overwhelming urge to just cry so i'd let myself cry mm. and then i'd touch here and i'd get this like other expression of emotion so i'd let myself do that but the biggest thing is just connecting to yourself right yeah. self-love self-practice yeah calming the nervous system it's been really beautiful for mm. me damn because i actually get when i meditate i get like a little pain in my left knee oh. and my right shoulder interesting yeah every time not every time but enough for me to notice <laughs> <laughs> um, i know what that's about i always thought the left knee was like feminine i have a book you have a book i get the same book actually but i haven't read it oh, <laughs> i just look I it up read. and use it as a reference oh cool like a little like a dictionary yeah yeah Amazing. Um, but the meditation, right? Yeah. I was meditating the other day and I had this intuition that I should go through all of my body organs and glands mm. and express whatever emotion was there, let go of any stuck energy. So I did that for a while, the stuck energy thing, and I would just allow myself to express it. So I'd go into my liver and I'd feel anger. So I'd like punch things and just get it out. Yeah. Um, and then I switched now. My intuition is like bring in love, bring in light, bring in vital energy. So again, I would connect with my liver and I would imagine this stream of vital energy coming up into my liver, filling the liver, and it's shining out with love and joy mm. and um, functioning optimally. Yeah. And it's been a month. I checked the date because I took photos the first time I did it. Yeah. It's been a month, and my psoriasis has pretty much healed itself. That's amazing. Yeah. 
But psoriasis is caused from alcohol and drugs. No, psoriasis is caused from a build-up of toxins mm. in the liver. I'm assuming okay. they don't actually medically understand where it comes from. Mm. Um, but again, it's just emotion or s toxin substances Beautiful. that have built up. Nice. Mm. I'm glad I kept recording that because I'm going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.